Mindfulness Mode 136. Existence is just all imagination. It's all creativity. Reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness on Mindfulness Mode with me, your host, Bruce Langford. On Mindfulness Mode, we talk about how people from all walks of life have discovered mindfulness and how it's impacted their lives to help them become more calm, focused, and happy. Okay, Mindful Tribe, let's get started. I'm totally thrilled to have Dennis Langley on the line today. Hey, Dennis, are you in mindfulness mode? Absolutely. I'm ready. That's great. Dennis Langley is an inspiration to thousands. Since he was five years old, he wanted to build teams, be a speaker, and motivate people. At the age of 16, he became a professional freestyle BMX bike rider, traveling the world to compete. And in 1991, he started his first business called Perfection on Wheels, successfully presenting over 7,000 live shows. He is now well known as a host of the 5-Minute Bark podcast, where he continues to inspire listeners across the world. So Dennis, let's talk about mindfulness. What does that mean to you? Uh, first off, Bruce, uh, you know more about me than I do. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a pretty good lineup. I, I never heard myself, uh, my, my credentials. I'm pretty, pretty impressed. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, you should be. You're a pretty impressive I'm re- I'm re- guy. I'm going to interview myself here. All right. No. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited to be here today. Thank you. I, I know we both had to kind of uh, change our schedules around for this to happen. So I'm appreciative of this. Yeah, and uh, I'm appreciative too. I really appreciate it. It's great. Yeah, so I'm really excited here. Um, I forgot your question because I was correcting yeah, well, myself. <laughs> yeah, my question is, what does the word mindfulness mean to you, Dennis? Mindfulness. Um, you know, I just I guess what we started the show with is just appreciation, really trying to kind of back up, remind ourselves of who and what we are and where we're where we're going through our mind, through through mindfulness. Um you know, because we're all we're all running around. So many people are running around this world, trying to do so many different things, trying to accomplish goals, trying to set up relationships, um, and all these different things. But that can get you in a whirlwind of a spin. Happens to me all the time. I'm sure it happens to a guest that are listening. But being mindful kind of is a is a retreat back to you know the basics. The basics are is. Uh, we have a place to live. We have friends to talk to. We have uh, things to enjoy because that's really why we do all the work. At least I think it is. Yeah, I think it is too. And I know that you've mentioned this a number of times in your show about, you know, geez, there's so much going on and you just want to get focused and you do. And I know like, going back to your bike riding days, you must have been very focused then. How do you think you got centered in on just that one thing and really focused on it? You know, Bruce, I'm going to be honest, it's, it's a very um, difficult task, especially now more than ever before here, especially in the United States here with our, um, I'm very, I'm a very East Coast person. I'm very, um, uh, I want um, people to be comfortable. I want things going on. So with the, the, the political race going on and, and starting a new business, I haven't had a really, probably one of the hardest times in my life being focused. So when I was an athlete, I just had now, being an athlete, I didn't really have to worry about so much uh, a place a place to live and different things like that. Now I live in La Jolla, California, one of the most expensive places in the world. Um, I'm going through a life change of um, owning a business that created lots of income for pretty much no work to having to literally recreate myself um, with this podcast and with my marketing and so on and so forth with courses and so on and so forth. So focus has actually been really uh, uh, something I've been really working on and focusing on lately, but in the end, it's just getting up 
and repeating the fact that why are you doing this? Why are you willing to risk everything to um, move forward what you're doing? I'm, I am determined to do something I want to do, something I decided I wanted to do versus um, getting a job or getting um, going and making money and income from just a regular service that everybody else is doing. So it's, it's a task that I think that, you know, people like myself, I can't speak for everybody, but it's, it's something you have to continually practice. And life brings us in uh, on a direction um, for a reason. And there's a lot that I'm learning on this journey for sure. But, you know, being a podcaster, you're a podcaster, this, this is a, um, a payless job for at least a good year, year and a half until you start getting established. I'm now uh, established. I've got a, a following. I've got people who just are reaching out. So I'm at that point now where it's monetize, you know, it's starting to monetize. And, but it was a journey. I had to sacrifice, you know, a lot to get here, but it did take, um, getting up in the morning. And of course you get that, that, that unsettled feeling that comes in when the bills are due and, you know, people are looking at you like, what are you doing, dude? What do you, what is this podcast thing? And, you know, nobody really knows what you're doing. You just have to kind of press forward. And I just, it's just that simple. Yeah, press. I hear you. Yeah, you, you really do have to press forward and just, just have a lot of faith, have a ton of yeah. faith, don't you? So do you have a morning routine, Dennis, that you kind of consistently do every morning? I get up about six, six thirty in the morning. Um, I, I, to be honest again, uh, lately my, my, my morning, I used to have a morning where I got up, went right to the gym, had lunch, walked my dog. It was very consistent. Now it's been kind of like a little wishy washy, but generally I like to just kind of see what's going on on Facebook in the morning. Cause a lot of my guests are on Facebook. A lot of the people I react with are on Facebook. It's a free platform for marketing and so on and so forth. So call it good, call it bad. But I think, um, in the end it's more good because I'm learning what people are doing that day and what they're all about and what they're commenting on and so on and so forth. So I kind of end up actually jumping on social media a lot in the morning. Um, you know, I take the shower, I, I rub my dog's belly, I get up. Um, I got some free weights here in the house. I'll either jump on those or go to the gym. Those are options I usually go with. Um, and then I usually, I've been doing a lot of, uh, I've been going to actually a breakfast place uh, three or four days a week, or I just kind of go there, have some breakfast and I have my laptop and I just kind of, you know, start my day thinking of what I'm going to do, um, there. So I'm actually, it's funny you asked that because I'm actually literally today and yesterday I've been like, okay, I need to rebuild my morning routine and make it a little more consistent. Um, a little more, you know, make sure the value is there, make sure the, the, the efforts are going in the right places. Yeah, it really helps me be a lot more grounded when I know exactly what I'm going to do when I get up in the morning and kind of gives you that consistency, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I, I'm one of those people that can't stick to consistency for too long. So that's kind of why I'm in this little whirlwind right now. I, I'm, I'm like, I can't like be a machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I can't be a, I can't be a machine that does the same thing every day. I, it doesn't work for me. So I'm off that I'm off that machine, but I'm ready to jump back on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people find golf to be a very mindful experience. I know you you love golf, and I think you're pretty good at it. How often do you golf, Dennis? Uh, well, lately I've only been playing maybe once or twice a month. I used to play six, seven days a week. I actually absolutely love golf. It's, um, you know, it's one of those things that if you – really get into it. I mean, if you're just starting out, especially in older age, it's not going to, it's not going to catch your attention. Um, but when you really, I come from extreme sports and it's very similar to golf in a lot of ways to where you have to 
learn certain tricks. And in golf, there's essentially shots instead of tricks. So there's a lot of different shots and tricks that you can go and you can execute. And if they're done well, it's just, there's nothing like it in the world, you know? Um, so you, in golf, there's scoring well and there's shooting, you know, you could, you could play the best round of your life and shoot an 82. Um, or you can just, you know, meander through the course and shoot 68. So it's a very, very interesting game on the mind for sure. Um, I love the mental challenge uh, because when you're just playing awful and you have eight more holes or 10 more holes ahead of you, you got to really reconfigure your mind and just say, okay, I'm just going to push forward, you know, because essentially in my case, I'm very competitive. Okay, today I want to shoot a 68, you know. So you just know you get off to a real good start or you get off to a triple bogey in the front first hole. It's like, oh my God, my, you know, I drove 40 minutes to get here. I wanted to do this. I want to do that. And now you got to kind of get that off your head, get that out of your mind and then try to fix that going forward. And it's, it's possible to fix it. But at first you're like, how do, how do I make up three shots plus the four shots? So seven shots, I got to make seven birdies. So your mind just really plays with you. And I really love that about golf. And you know, you get yourself in a situation where you got a tree in front of you or, or a bunker and you got, you know, three, a three foot circle, you have to land the ball and it has to land with a little bit of spin to roll a little bit slower. And, you know, these little trick shots you have to do are, are so fun and they're so exciting when you execute them. Um, there's just nothing like it for me. Yeah. I love what you're describing because it really is a mind game. If you're out there and you're not just focused on it and concentrating, man, it's tough, isn't it? It just doesn't yeah. go well usually. At the same time, you, you know, you, you concentrate on it, but you don't let the demons in, so to speak, then you'll shoot really well. So, you know, the, if I recall back the, the rounds that I've shot in the lowest in the sixties, they were, they were just kind of boring days. Like yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, you know, I didn't have any extreme thoughts. I didn't, you know, do anything besides dum 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 down, you know, down the course and just birdie. Okay. I just landed that one. You know, I'm not like, yeah, you know, so because if you engage in any kind of outside emotion, um, then you can trigger off the thing. I have a great friend of mine from Arizona and he is determined to shoot in the sixties and he plays right now. He's playing literally almost every day, but I keep telling him, you know, he's got his, he's got his phone. He's got, he's a real estate agent and he's always doing, you know, the, he's dealing with issues with his phone. So he'll text me a picture of him on the, you know, I just got on the two and uh, I just got on the, the green and two I'm about the putt for Eagle and I'm like, well, you just kind of ruined that eagle because you're taking a picture of it and you're talking to somebody else about that eagle. You should just complete the eagle, complete the round, and then text me later. Um, so that's a that's a very big lesson is, is whether it's in business or in golf, you're you're about to, you know, land the mo- I just it just happened to me the other day. You know, you're about to la- you're about to land the million dollar deal, but the check isn't in the bank yet. You, you got the contract in your hand, it's signed, but that doesn't mean you landed the deal. Um, the deal. My dad always told me well, what did you deposit in the bank today? You know? So what did you, did you make the putt? You know, you, you talked about a bird, you know, you got the Eagle and you're going to make the Eagle. It's a three foot putt and everybody can do it all day long, but you missed it because you didn't stand in the moment. So, um, whether it's golf or whether it's business, they're very similar. You have to carry it out, um, until the end. Yeah. Um, you know, literally. Yeah. Good advice. And, and, you know, social media, just as you described, that's the thing about it. It's like you're taking your mind away from either the person you're with or the situation you're in. And you're suddenly thinking, okay, will I post this? Will I take a picture? Will I upload this picture? How do you deal with social media so that it still keeps you grounded? You know, I'm really, uh, you know, you catch me in this uh, interview on a quite interesting time. Uh, it, there's really you know, again, right now in this day and age, there's just a lot of 
uh, information going on in our, in our world. And I'm, I'm very uh, engaged in it or interested in what's going on. Um, so I got a lot of distractions. Facebook's got a lot of distractions. Um, the United States has a lot of distractions going on right now. Uh, it's really, it's really a challenge right now for me to, to look at Facebook and try to stay focused because at this, at one point I'm skimming through to see what I'm trying to find. And oftentimes I find great guests. So at the same time, I'm, you know, doing what everybody else is doing and doing the brain dead thing and just scrolling through to see, you know, what cute girls are on there or this or that or whatever, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and uh, who's posting the best selfie today or, you know, what kind of funny video I can see or Mm -hmm. whatever, you know, so there's, there's kind of like the mix and match. So uh, I'm again, it's, it's, it's funny there we're having this conversation today because literally these are things I've been thinking about recently is how do I manage um, to narrow down um, what I'm trying to get out of each thing. Cause I, I can't just shut my Facebook page off cause now it's like literally a tool that's part of your business. And however, I, in a lot of ways it's like, okay, I'd love to just get rid of this. So I don't have to even worry about all this. But then again, that's initially how a lot of the communication goes on nowadays. Yeah, it's literally it through Facebook. Hey, uh, you don't give people business cards. I mean, Hey, I'm you know, tag me on Facebook or, you know, yeah. or message me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So you just can't get rid of it. So you gotta, it's a, it's a new, uh, a new thing that we're all kind of dealing with is how do I take the personal and the business and mix in the same area? Um, how do I go through the, the wall, the timeline and not uh, read this, but do read that. So uh, it's very interesting and I'm definitely highly considering more attention to how I deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. It's, it's a challenge for sure. Now you talked about your demons. Let's get into that a little bit. What are some of your demons that you deal with, you know, mind wise? Uh, you know, being that I'm starting a new company, uh, it is really difficult to get your mind to say, okay, uh, people want to buy what you have. You know, before I had a company, people just be calling me and I, I didn't even have to talk to them. They were just buying, they were sending me a thousand dollar check, thousand dollar check, thousand, you know, so it was just kind of, it was already, the belief structure was already there. So with starting a podcast, I'm literally trying to essentially revolutionize how a podcast is being, um, done. I don't know if. I, can, I know you do because you've watched them. Yeah. But my podcast is not only audio, it's also video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and being that it's video, a lot of people will reach out to me and they'll want to be on my podcast. Well, some, um, you know, I invite on and some have come to me, they want to promote their book or promote their company or so on and so forth. But being that it's video and I also do a, a one minute or two minute trailer, I'm not sure if you've seen those yeah, or not. I have, yeah. I, I've said, you know what, this is essentially a more powerful professional video than anybody can buy if you go hire a videographer or a video company to come do a professional video for your business, essentially my video is much better because I am getting into that person's head. I'm making sure that they are um, in the mindset to share um, on a no like trust basis. Um, so I said, I should be charging for this. You know, if they want to be a video um, participant, then they should be paying for this. And now that's totally against what podcasts are about. You know, how pay to be in a podcast, what? So I'm kind of reinventing the wheel in that regard. Um, and a lot of podcasts like yourself are, are, are audio. So I'm doing video and audio. So there is a lot of work that goes into editing and there's a lot of work in, you know, carrying it all through. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to charge for it. So I'm kind of going against the grain there. And how do you convince people to buy something that everybody else is not, is giving away? It's a, so it's definitely a demon I'm, I'm kind of trying to build confidence with. Uh, um, I have had people uh, purchase it. So it's, you know, kind of jumping over that wall, but continuing that, you know? Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is a challenge, and it always is when you're working on something that's a little bit new, a little out of the box. But uh, you seem to be the guy to do it because you've 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 got the skills to kind of present things and get out there and interact with people, and you know you've got a great great show. That's for sure. So tell me about your guests. How do you how do you get your guests on the show, Bruce? I am uh, absolutely so lucky. Um, you know. I'll usually have a guest on and, and they're like begging me to have three other guests that they have. Oh my God, Dennis, this person would be great on your show. This person, uh, people will tag me and say, you have to be on the five minute bark. Um, you know, I just had Jarek Robbins on Tony Robbins son yeah, yeah. and everybody was like, saw him live and like pounding him, you know, they're pounding him and going, Hey, you got to be on the five minute bark. Hey. So, um, being that I've done 130 episodes now, I guess, um, and the consistency is, I guess, kind of as you explained, if people are getting engaged or enjoying uh, the conversation, it's just kind of on autopilot now itself. Yeah. So now I'm just kind of being careful of what type of content comes to my show. So, for example, on the mindfulness show, you've got to be very careful as well because you have to be within your your scope. Yes. So, um, you know, oftentimes people will, hey, you need to have this this you know sales guru on here. But you know, when I have them on there, they're just they're they're not in state, they're in sales mode. And it's as, as much as they're amazing people and they may be making millions of dollars, my, it's a very, um, what's the word? It's just a very unemotional um, interview, right? Whereas, well, it is, yeah. And that's the one thing I noticed about you, Dennis. When you're interviewing someone, you're 100% with that person. And right. that's something that not everybody has the skill to do. And I'm not sure why that is, but you, you've you talked about it on your show. You talked about how to be there, how to, how to be in the room with the person. And can you just talk a little bit about how you do that? I know it's a natural skill you have, but at the same time, it's something that some of my listeners really could benefit it from absolutely uh you know <laughs> three years ago four years ago you, you my, my nickname for my friends was d all over the place you know my name is dennis so d <laughs> yeah. all over the place yeah. d multitask yeah. i can post something on facebook right now and it would all go yeah you, you know i mean I'm, the, I'm that person that would go to the jack-in-the-box i'd be doing six other things i'll order food pay for it go to the next thing and drive away and not get my food <laughs> i mean that kind of all over the place yeah. and so it surprises me as well um, that I was able to say, listen, I have to focus on what these people are saying because essentially if you're going to do an episode and you're going to promote it and post it out there, it's got to be good. Yes. And if you're not paying attention and you're not listening to what that person's saying, I don't want to just be another boring podcast. You know, I, I want to be, I want to be able to get something out of that person that whatever it comes out to come out. So I have to listen to what they're doing. I have to react to what they're talking about. And then you usually find, you'll find something that they said that you can kind of feel that it's touching them, you know, um, and you can kind of feed on that. And then once you open that door, um, we all hear about higher connections, right? And when we meet the beautiful women of our life, we tend to, you know, you have that one time where you're sitting and having a glass of wine on the beach and you're talking and all of a sudden you're just talking and all of a sudden you're just really on cloud nine and you're talking on a higher level. So with my guests, I try to reach that higher level. So we're, you know, we're surface talking, we're surface talking and then, okay, here's my opening, jump in there and just bite on that and just get, and you'll feel it. You'll feel the energy, especially when we're doing a video, I can, I can translate the energy and now we're on a higher level where we're just, I mean, we're just saying everything and anything that comes, comes to mind. So, um, it's really just trying to find who these people really are. 
what they really want to talk about and what they have as, as something that can share and just kind of feed off of that. So I'll have some, sometimes I'll have some notes in front of me. I'll never get to them, you know, cause like they're general questions. I'll, I'll get that, that one area and I'll just kind of feed into it. And then you're on that another level. So not only do you end up doing a conversation with them before the show and during the show, we end up talking to them for another two hours after because like, holy cow, we just connected and it's just amazing and so on and so forth. So if you were to go watch my testimonials, you'll see that everybody's like, you know, he took me to a place that, you know, I felt comfortable. I was able to share. I was able to just not have to worry about being on a podcast. And that's really just, that's what it really is. It's just taking them to a place where it's a, it's a safe haven to talk about something. I mean, I've had people share that they're in jail before. They've never told people before. Um, you know, on multiple occasions, it's been different things. It's just getting them to a comfortable place and listening to them. And it's a great, um, under, uh, it's a great achievement for me because, uh, recently, I don't know, I guess a few months ago now I was at a, a bar and I was talking to some ladies and I said, you know, you, I've never had anybody listen to you to me so well. And I'm like, it really almost made me go in tears because here I am D all over the place, D multitasker <laughs> being made up fun of, of not listening to people. You're not listening to me. You're not listening to me. Yeah. And now I'm like known as a good listener. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so, uh, it's not a monetary achievement, but it's a, it's a, uh, human connection achievement that's, you know, one I thought I'd never get. And a really huge achievement. And one of the things I like to talk about, Dennis, is the topic of bullying because I, I worked in that field for a long time and still do. So I've talked to thousands and thousands of students in schools and done keynote addresses and so on and so on. And I just find that the topic of mindfulness really connects to bullying because you know what, if you can tell kids, if you can teach adults what it really means to be mindful and live in the moment, not worry about the past, not worry about the future, live in the moment, then bullying, that whole issue just kind of goes away. It, it starts to disappear. Do you have any stories about bullying were you ever bullied when you were a kid Dennis well I don't know if you know but I used to have an educational company that did over 1200 bullying shows a year well I know you have that company yeah well I used well, I used to have it yeah um, and you know to be honest I I look back now and, and we were doing it all wrong um, <laughs> it's like we treated it a whole different way than we should have treated it um, I'm really realizing that Bullying is is basically somebody telling you that they're jealous of you. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. It's really what my latest and greatest research on that that subject is. And um it's it's like it's kind of like a big opening, eye opener, you know, because I have had some friends or kids have been really bullied and I've obviously been, you know, paid to, to consult on bullying to kids and so on and so forth around the world. And it's it's like before it was just like a transaction. It was you know, you have to talk about bullying for X amount of minutes and you get paid for it. So it's, it's really interesting to me because now I'm actually consulting another company on, on their programs and how they deal with it. And it's really educating those people that are being bullied on the fact that, you know what, you're special, <laughs> you're special. You know, maybe I had a big nose and I was bullied about that or, uh, you know, you just get bullied by those people, but those people are just looking for attention. They're, they're looking for attention from other people. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's all of that. And if you can deflate that by just letting them, let them essentially let them bully you, then it deflates the whole issue. So kind of like getting in a fight with somebody, you know, a spouse or, or a friend, if you just admit to your, okay, I was wrong. Now they can't, they can't fight with you anymore. Cause you're like, oh, oh, you're wrong. 
you're going to admit you're wrong. Oh, cool. It deflates it. So, um, you know, if somebody's bullying somebody, it's essentially as easy as, you know, I, I, I'm sorry you're bullying me today, but you know, I appreciate you as a person. I think you're really cool. And you know, all these people around you, when you're bullying me, just really look up to you and, and you should really be focusing on that, you know, which would then deflate it. So, um, if I could go back and teach all of those, uh, educational programs all over again, I would definitely go looking in that direction. Like, okay, you're getting bullied, but it's because you have something that, you know, they want. Yeah, that really is true. Totally. Dennis, my next questions are part of the multi-mode round. Just short 30 second answers are perfect. Who is, okay. who is one person that has influenced you to be more focused, more mindful, more centered? You know, I, I guess if it's a consistent to my life, it's Tony Robbins. I've been listening to his stuff uh, constantly. Um, Tony Robbins. How has mindfulness affected your emotions now that you're, you're more centered? You know, it's a, it's a, it's a good way to recheck where you're at because, you know, we live in this massive world. Now we realize as a universe and when we get in a situation where we're down and out or we're not focused, we then put ourselves in a small little box. And I almost right now I'm visualizing as like this little eight by eight square box that we stick ourselves in and we forget that the whole world is out there. It's all the problems are in, in this box and everything. I can't fix them. And they're in the, you're stuck in this box and you're banging on the glass. You're trying to get out. And as soon as you just release that thought that that box doesn't exist and everything's out there for you to tap into, to talk to, to listen to, to be aware of, uh, it changes the whole concept. And so when I'm in that situation, which I continually do, um, being in my situation of growing a company, you've got to continue to realize that that glass that's eight, the eight by eight glass box is not there. It's just, it's just a figment of your imagination. This, this existence is just all imagination. It's all creativity. Money is just another part of this universe. A tree is just another part of this universe. If you start thinking in that, in that aptitude or in that concept, then it just all of a sudden within minutes, within hours, within seconds, opportunities right in front of you that changes your life. You'll literally get a phone call. You'll literally get something that happens to you that, that now directs you to where you're solving the problem. Yeah, I really love that visual of the glass box. That's, that's really great. Uh, Dennis, tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness. <sighs> I'm just taking a breath right now. Um, <laughs> breathing is, is just, you know, you're, you're tensed up. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if people know about um, cancer happens and, and disease happens more from uh, tenseness, um, stress. Uh, that is, 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 it's a, it's a drug you should be taking every day. You should breathe as much as you can. Uh, you hear a lot about it nowadays, drinking water and breathing. Um, it's just, it's, I remind myself cause I had friends that are stressed out to no end uh, about their businesses and so on. And, and I see them not breathing and I see them not focusing on breath. Uh, and it reminds me to do it. Yeah. If you could recommend a book that's related to mindfulness, what would that be? You know, my, my favorite book is the science of getting rich. And it's got a lot of that. It's got a lot of everything in it. I, um, it's only, it's 99 cents on the iTunes store. <laughs> I think it's $1.99 to buy the, the yeah. actual text, text version. And by far, it's one of the best books I've uh, found out there that kind of really helped me get a good, simple, uh, generic perspective on money, mind, mind, and all that stuff. Yeah. So can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful? My own app that I created. <laughs> it's called the uh, Cody Dog uh, Inspirational Tools for Success Platform. 
It's got all the different tools for mindset. Um, it's got tool, uh, tools for journaling, goal setting, and different things in there. It's essentially what I always wanted uh, as tools or used uh, to get to this point. Great. What advice would you give a person who was maybe like you were all over the place, you know, uh, and, and they want to get some of this mindfulness into their life. They want to be more focused and more grounded. You'd be a great guy to give them advice. You got to stop. And I mean, you'll have a thousand things to get it done. You got to take one little thing, get it done. One little thing, get it done and just chip away one little piece at a time. Because if you keep looking at the big picture, you're just never going to get anything done. Uh, it's something I always struggle with. I have to reconnect myself to get one little thing done. Today, I'm just going to get these three automated emails done. Today, I'm just going to get, you know, these um, podcasts done. So you got to chip away at things in little pieces and just, you know, you're going to get distracted constantly about the big picture, but the little picture is much more important. So this is one thing I don't know about you. Where did you get the name Cody Dog for your for your business? So Cody Dog, my dog is Cody. Okay. She's right here. She's right here that obviously interrupted us here. So her name's Cody. And I constantly would post pictures of myself on Facebook and then post pictures of my dog on Facebook. And then she would get like 100 likes and I'd get like two. <laughs> and if you do research, um, any, any association to animals, people can relate. Yeah. Um, also, if you say the name Cody Dog, if you go ahead and say it right now. Cody Dog. All right. What do you feel for emotions right now? Do you feel like tense? Do you feel happy? Do you feel? I feel happy. It, it gives me a sense of feeling relaxed. Right. So the name Cody Dog is just really, uh, I, I get people come up to me in the restaurants all the time. Hey, Cody Dog. <laughs> <clears throat> hey, that's a Cody Dog guy. So they're not going to say, yeah, that's, that's Cody Dog. You know, yeah. it just, it's, it, it's got a, a good vibe to it. So that's another reason. And the five minute bark is basically a shoot off of that. So five minutes, um, five is my favorite number. Um, people tend to listen to a podcast for about five minutes before they get uh, bored. Although mine don't go find five minutes anymore. Um, but five minute bark, uh, bark is speaking. So those are kind of how I used, uh, all my names for my company. And I really relate to that because my dog is Sadie. So she gets to be on social media sometimes too. And she's a, she's a Westie and she's just really mindful. She doesn't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. She, you know what that's like. She's just, yep. she's just great to have around and I, I'm inspired by her. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear your story about Cody dog. Bruce, I'm really, uh, I'm very impressed. Um, I'm, I'm thankful that you did all the research on me and uh, ask the right questions here today. It's been uh, you know, a pleasure to work with you. Um, I'm excited to learn more about you and your podcast. Uh, hopefully we'll connect more on Facebook. And um, yeah, it's been really amazing. And I hope uh, your listeners have gotten something really good out of today's um, episode. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And before we leave, could you tell Mindful Tribe how we can connect more with you and learn more about what you do, Dennis? Absolutely. My website is uh, codydog.com, C-O-D-I-E-D-O-G.com. Go there and you can find anything about my podcast, uh, my videos, um, my courses, my apps. Everything I have is all there. Um, my YouTube channel, obviously, is the 5-Minute Bark YouTube channel. Or just, I guess, look up by my name, Dennis Langley. It's actually under my name, technically, there. And uh, let's see, my Twitter is Dennis Langley, is all one word. Um, Facebook, obviously, Dennis Langley. Uh, that's D-E-N-N-I-S-L-A-N-G-L-A-I-S. And yeah, that's it. All right. 
Well, it's been great talking to you. Super to get to know you a little bit more. And thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Bruce. Okay, take care. Bye now. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For insightful blog articles and show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com. Want more focus? Be like my guests. Get some meditation happening in your life. I've created five free videos to help you get started at meditating. Just for you, Mindful Tribe, with simple yet inspiring video. Just go to mindfulnessmode.com focus. Enter your name and email so you can get started right away. That's mindfulnessmode.com focus. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.